WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself, but we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts. WNJH Radio presents Voice of Freedom, a weekly political call-in show heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Voice of Freedom will cover national, state, and local politics. Now here's your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Okay. All right, let's start off. Here is what the uh, the latest statistics are on the coronavirus as of this morning. 69,246 cases in the United States, 1,046 fatalities. So the mortality rate remains around 1.5, the survival rate around 98.5, which is a, a remarkably high rate. Um, it's holding steady. I, I haven't seen that number change. The number of cases, oddly enough, seem to be centered in New York State and primarily in New York City, Manhattan. New York State has 37,000 and change cases, which is about 60% of the nation's cases. And about 20,000 of those are in Manhattan. So Manhattan has about 15 to 20% of all cases in, uh, of coronavirus in the United States. The uh, the media keeps using the term epicenter. I think they've worn that out. I think they get paid by the epicenter mention. New York City is the epicenter of the virus, interestingly enough. Um, the the governor of New York, the, uh, you know, sometimes I guess he thinks he's the emperor of New York, but we'll call him the governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo is on TV, probably more than the president um, he does his daily briefing, which sometimes lasts as long as two hours as he sits there and pontificates about basically the state of the state of New York in which he rails and complaints, lectures, um, you know, generally just a, just a, a tough, tough watch. But if you listen to some of the left-leaning media, they talk about what a great leadership job Andrew Como is doing. And uh, apparently he's doing okay as far as they're concerned. Um, he does demand a lot. And apparently his relationship with the president is good. He's been complimenting the president on a regular basis. So that's a good thing. Um, I'm actually surprised that uh, a lot of Democrats have been very complimentary of the president and his handling of the crisis, especially, especially more recently. And Americans are noticing um, the the funny thing. The funny thing is that many in the in the left media were saying that the virus would help would hurt the president. He wouldn't be able to do his rallies. Wouldn't be able to pack buildings with twenty thousand rabid fans. But by the same token, the president is on TV every single night talking about the virus. And he has demonstrated remarkable leadership and calmness throughout. I think he's done an outstanding job. And the numbers are showing it. Um, 
his his approval rating by the American people in his handling of the virus is at 60%, which is about 20% higher than it was a couple of weeks ago. So people are noticing his approval rating in general is at, a, at its highest level. So anybody that thought that this was going to damage the president is uh, sadly mistaken. Again, our call-in number, 609-593-9654. We are happy to take your calls tonight. This is a talk show. That doesn't mean I talk for a whole hour. I love to have listeners call in. So please call in. Let me know how you're faring with this stay-at-home orders from our Governor Murphy. And let me know one thing that you think is a positive that might come out of this for you personally. How are you faring with the stay-at-home orders, Rick? You you hanging in? Excuse me, I'm hanging in. My cats are loving it, and I keep telling them don't get used to it. But yeah, you know, we're we're enjoying it. We're I th- bonding. I think pets pets in general are faring pretty well with the stay at home stuff, right? Yes, yes, they are. Uh, we have a call. All right, patch them through. You are on the air. You are on the Voice of Freedom Radio program. Otto, speaking. Doctor Otto, Dan Hernandez. Dan, how are you? Dan, you're calling from where? I'm calling from Winona. Winona, the the Haddonfield of Gloucester County. That's what they say. Yes. A lot of money in Winona. Hopefully some of it is is living close to you. So what do you have for us? What do you have for us tonight, Dan? Well, I was hoping you uh, you saw the stock market the last few days. Yes. Yes, and last week you were, when you called in, you were hesitant to give us a prediction on the market, but I do see it's rebounded nicely. Had another another good good gains today. It ended up what around twenty two and change. Yep, yeah. A reaction to the stimulus package. Well, the stimulus has not yet been signed, right? No, it is not. But the market is the market has priced it in. It's it's going to go under the assumption that the house will pass it tomorrow. The the bill um, that they are working on currently, I, I, I understand that the Democrats have taken out a lot of their liberal nonsense that they threw in the original bill. Democrats are, are a reprehensible bunch by and large. Well, the Kennedy Center is going to get a $25 million. $25 million for the Kennedy Center. Um, anything, in the, anything in the current bill, Dan, for climate change or Green New Deal or any of that other absolutely <laughs> necessary legislation? Assume, yeah, I assume uh, Nancy Pelosi was able to keep uh, some of her stuff in there. If she got $25 million for the Kennedy Center, then uh, there's certainly other stuff in there that didn't need to be. Nancy Pelosi is, is an enemy of America. Nancy Pelosi is in and of herself a plague, a virus. But this reaction to the stimulus package... Shows you that there is some optimism out there, and people uh, yes. were just waiting for a sign. They're were, they were waiting for a reason to buy in. Mm-hmm. How much longer do you think we should wait, or or is there a magic number uh, as far as the Dow is concerned, where you think that we should start buying into the market? I've I've moved basically just about all of my retirement portfolio out of the market over the last couple of weeks, and I am leery of buying back in at this time well look the trying to predict this is a is a dangerous game but but the market 
does try to anticipate what's going on. So the market has, has built in the passing of the bill. It's built in some bad unemployment numbers. Now, my guess is once uh, Governor Cuomo and some other people come out next week and, and, and shut continue to shut business down for possibly the, the whole month of April, the market isn't going to like that. So I don't think we're, we're out of the woods. This is not a, a straight ride back up in the market. Mm-hmm. I could see a pullback, you know, back down to 20. The president has been quite outspoken and, and, and remarkably so um, in, in, in regards to putting the country back to work. And, and, it's, and it's refreshing to hear because it's something we don't hear from our governor here in New Jersey. All our governor does is lecture us, but he has absolutely no plan or timelines for getting New Jersey back to work as New Jersey's private sector continues to suffer through this shutdown. Uh, but I do see that the president continues to, to encourage a reopening of America every time that he's live on TV. Uh, how much of an impact well, do you think that that's going to have, Dan? Well, I, th- I think it's certainly uh, fed into what's happened here the last few days. People are positive and they are, you know, eager to, to get back to work. But mm-hmm. don't forget, we're here in New Jersey. We see what's happening in New York. There's a great part of this country that is not as affected as we are here. The whole right. middle of the country so far is not as affected by Corona as New York and New Jersey is. So, mm-hmm. so I believe that the answer is going to be, you know, get back to work in phases. You know, right. like he said, different counties, different states can go back sooner than others. It's not, it's not all or nothing. I, absolutely. And I, and I do think, you know, at the state level, because this is going to happen at the state level, and I'm very disappointed in our legislators here in New Jersey because they have been they have been basically on the sideline the whole time. The governor continues to put out his lectures and his reprimands and threats. Today he threatened that uh, folks should be ratting out their neighbors if they decide to to stay open and things like that. Just just nonsense and gibberish. Uh, no leadership whatsoever. But I'm very disappointed in our legislators here in New Jersey who are on the sidelines on this. Where's well, the, where's it, there a plan? Where is there a plan to start phasing back in? Where is there timelines based on the data, based on the on the the you know the the, the rates of of uh, infection and so forth declining? I want to see something from our legislators by way of a plan. Well, look, Trump, I, and I believe rightfully so, he's given the states a lot of a lot of power and a lot of leeway here. But the downside of that is it's become. It's become a, an ability to grandstand. I heard the governor of Tennessee the other day come out and, and was boasting that, well, we were, we were the fourth state to, to shut down schools for the rest of the year or, you know, something along those lines. So they're, they're trying to one-up each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Cuomo's seeing what, what California did, New Jersey seeing what New York did. Everybody wants to follow suit. Right. Well, we'll see what happens, Dan, but I appreciate your call. I always appreciate your insights into the into the financial situation. It's obviously very relevant to all of us who have a significant stake in the economy. So thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. All right. We heard from Dan there. All right. Dan and Winona, the, the Haddonfield of Gloucester County, as I mentioned. Let me interject for just a minute. 
to our Facebook friends. If you're trying to listen for the caller through Facebook Live, you're not going to be able to hear them because we have to mute the speakers in the studio. You're going to have to listen to the, uh, the show through our website and then listen that way. So if you want to do both, be on Facebook and then open up another application on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever, you're going to have to go to our website and then hit where it says listen. And the website address is www.wnjhradio.com. The show is being fed that way. There is no other way um, because Dr. Otto Hernandez is using his own iPad to do um, the Facebook Live. We will eventually have Facebook Live through our own Facebook page, but we just don't have the ideal camera and tripod yet. So once again, if you want to listen to the caller, you have to go to the website and bring up the radio station. So I hope that answers everybody's question on the Facebook page. We cannot, we cannot put the caller over the speakers, essentially, is what, is what my engineer is saying. You can have multiple applications open, www.njhradio.com can be open on your digital device as well as Facebook Live if you want to hear what the callers are saying. We have open lines right now, 609-593-9654. Looking for callers, 609-593-9654. If any of you have if any of you have questions on Facebook Live, I will look at some of my Facebook Live listeners. We have quite a few on right now. If you have any questions or comments on Facebook Live, feel free to post those and I will try to get to them somewhere along the way. All right, Rick. Well, in addition to what's happening, I'm, I'm the, the uh, we were talking earlier about the governors, Governor Andrew Cuomo and our own Governor Murphy. Murphy is not as telegenic as Andrew Cuomo. Murphy is actually not a very good public speaker and not very telegenic. He's probably better off staying off the television as much as possible, especially in light of the fact that he only comes on to lecture us. But uh, I did notice that New Jersey is following suit with some of the other Democrat states in um, something that I find incomprehensible, Rick, and that is they are emptying their prisons. California started this. It's happening in New York State. It's also happening in New Jersey. And again, it's incomprehensible to me. The rationale that I'm hearing, and and Kamala Harris was actually on TV the other day espousing this theory like it's like it's she's she's some kind of medical expert. But the theory is that uh, emptying the jails will prevent outbreaks within the walls of the prison, which is a bit mind-boggling to me in light of the fact that these folks are already in the ultimate quarantine. They are behind prison walls. So the only way they can get infected is if people bring it in. But, uh, you know, putting them out into the population and some of these prisoners that are being released are sex offenders, uh, assault assault offenders and things of that nature, uh, releasing them into the population with the general excuse that uh, they're trying to prevent outbreaks behind bars is is incomprehensible. And, and this, again, is happening, as we see 
always with this type of this type of phony fake PC correctness nonsense uh, in in liberal states who believe that in a lot of cases some of these prisoners have been imprisoned unjustly because America is very racist and unjust. So let's release these folks into the general population. I find that reprehensible. At the same time, for whatever reason, in our local states, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, all have followed suit. It seems like the governors of these states must have conference calls with each other and get together and agree they're all going to do the same thing. But one of the things that they've done is uh, – legislate or or not legislate that's not the good word here because there's no legislation whatsoever it's all executive orders but basically mandate mandate that that gun and ammo shops are not essential therefore they should be closed so on the one hand they make us less safe by freeing convicts prisoners in some cases prisoners of violent acts and on the other hand, um, not allowing us to defend ourselves and protect ourselves. Very smart, very smart Pennsylvanians flooded uh, the gun shops and bought up all the ammo. I was listening on the radio one day and all the gun store owners saying they were out of stock because uh, I think people were anticipating that gun stores were going to be, <laughs> were going to be deemed to be uh, unessential and therefore closed. Uh, we have to take a commercial break. I am being signaled by my trusty engineer. So we'll be back on the flip side. See you in a bit. Hold on one second, Doc. I'm going to comment on what you just talked about. Sure. Isn't that technically violating our Second Amendment rights? Not technically. Legally. Well, okay. Yes. I'm technically back. and yeah. legally. Okay. Violating our Second Amendment rights. That is the, the, the ability to bear arms and... And essentially defend ourselves, which is, uh, which is, I think many constitutional rights are being trampled by these executive orders. We, we can't practice our religion, can't go to church. Correct. So freedom of religion and freedom of assembly mm-hmm. are being trampled upon. I think the constitutional rights that are being trampled upon by these, by these edicts from, from our wannabe emperor governors um, are, are, you know, Within, within the confines and the context of this virus, appropriate to some extent, you know, you have to put emergencies into and, and emergency orders in place. But for how long? For how long? And I, and I don't want to hear indefinitely. I don't want to hear that. That is not leadership. That is not leadership. Indefinitely means that you think that you can get away with this as long as, as, long as possible. That's not leadership. I want to hear something by way of time, as I, as I mentioned earlier in the program, something by way of timelines and something by way of a plan. Our constitutional rights are being trampled upon, plain and simple. So, so we, do need, we do need to hear from our legislators. Okay, that was my next question. Where are they? They are in hiding. They are, they are basically hiding in the closet, for all I know. Maybe they're afraid of the governor. I have no idea. But they are certainly not legislating. They are not deliberating. They are not. They are not thinking. They are not planning. Absolutely. And then, where is the United States Attorney General on this matter? Because rumor has it he's saying that the government does have the right to step on some of our constitutional rights in a crisis like this. The Attorney General has essentially deferred to the states. 
I think that's I think that's, that's what's wrong. happening here. That's wrong. I think I think that's what's happening here. That is wrong. All right, so uh, let's do take a break here. But before we do that, this time I'll give out the phone number six zero nine five nine three nine six five four. And for our Facebook family, just remember you cannot hear the caller through the Facebook page right now. We will get that all squared away. As uh, we've been saying here at the radio station, we are in our spring training mode. Uh, we're still purchasing equipment and everything to get everything working out right. And our opening season is April the 13th here. Um, even though today would have been opening season for our fighting fills, thanks to this uh, lovely virus. But with that, we'll be back in just a few minutes after we uh, pay some bills. Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way. Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest. It's the most powerful magic there is. Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure. <laughs> so grab your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. My teacher said that we should have a plan in case of an emergency. Do we have one? First thing I'm going to do is grab a flashlight with dead batteries. I'm going to start randomly throwing clothes in the bag. You two will be hiding in the closet and Dad won't be able to find you. And that's when we both start crying. Uncontrollably. Can you pass the cutlets? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Looking for a place to hang out with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey, is the place for you. Dave and Steve Ruberton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open daily at 4 p.m., Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brew beers, both on tap and in the bottle. Along with daily dinner specials, you will never walk away hungry. Looking for something different? Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar is the place located downstairs at Rocco's Townhouse. It's open every Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m., and it doesn't stop there. Live events from some of the greatest local bands in the area make the evening better. Look to have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey, is the place where everyone is meeting. Don't forget to visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609 609- Nine five six one nine three eight four. That's six zero nine five six one nine three eight four. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Doctor Otto Hernandez. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, let me acknowledge a lot of Facebook participants from out of state. Sarasota, Florida, in the house. Thank you for listening. We love you. May's Landing, not necessarily out of state, but May's Landing is kind of its own, in its own world there. Little sister to Hamilton. I believe we have a, li- we have a caller, so we're going to take a call right now. Please state your name and where you are calling from. Hello? Do we have a caller? Hello? Yes. Hello. Hey, good evening, Otto. This is Rick calling Get from Hamilton. Rick from Hamilton, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing very well, my friend. I hope you and your family are also doing the same. Everybody's happy and healthy. Bored, bored out of our minds, but happy and healthy. Well, I know that, that comes with our situation, but we'll all get by this. Hey, uh, 
I think I talked to you last week. We touched on the subject of, um, of pharmaceutical companies that were once in our country yes. that are, went shipped eventually to overseas in China. Mm-hmm. And we see the situation which is going on now where they're using – China's using that as a weapon now, basically speaking, to uh, keep uh, – you know, under hostage, where we need all this medicine. And right. I just want to inform uh, you and the you probably already know this, but inform the viewers that uh, Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas introduced a bill yesterday where he wants to start bringing um, basically about China-made pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. and he wants to start bringing them back into this country. Mm-hmm. And I know we got uh, you know this major issue going on with the virus, but once all the death settles and we get back to normal. I think this is an issue that uh, our representatives uh, should really consider. Yes. Now, I don't, you know, I believe in uh, free enterprise, but maybe we can, like, uh, give, like, a, a tax incentives to bring our pharmaceutical industry back to this country. Even though our corporation, our pharmaceutical comp- corporations are from this country, they're being made overseas, basically mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we learn a lesson from this. I just want to know if you agree. I, Rick, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think there will be a lot of lessons learned through this ordeal that we're going through. And I think as a country, the biggest lesson we can learn is that we, do, we cannot trust our welfare and our well-being on countries who are not our friends. That's simple. You know, the, the China exports this virus. We talked a little bit about it last week, and, and as I've, I've told many, I've posted on Facebook in this regard, I've never believed the bat soup nonsense. I believe the Chinese were experimenting with germ warfare, and somehow or another this got out. So essentially they've exported this virus, and now since they are the, 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 the primary manufacturer of goods and services in the healthcare industry, we are held hostage to buy a country who's not our, number one, not our friend, and number two has, is the one that exported this virus in the first place. So I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, I, and, I and again, it's, it's our legislators, it's our, it's our leaders, it's our politicians who sold us out here. They are the ones that, took, that allowed for this business to go overseas and, and to go to our enemies. And um, they are the ones that are going to have to put some legislation in place, and I think tax incentives and things of that nature, as you mentioned, need to happen in order to bring some of these some of these industries back into the US of A. So you're absolutely right. I I couldn't agree with you more and hopefully all uh politicians constituents will get in touch with their uh representatives and let them know that this is a very important issue because we cannot be held hostage like this uh, again. Yes. No, you're absolutely right, Rick, and it's and you 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 made an excellent point and I certainly appreciate your call tonight. Anything else and on I your mind? I appreciate your show. Anything else on your mind? All right. Well, have a good night. You do the same. Let me remind again our Facebook Facebook Live friends. Facebook Live, you you can watch on Facebook Live, but you you need to tune in to the radio URL, www.wnjhradio.com, or you will not be able to hear a caller. The callers are within the radio board, and we do not have speakers in the booth so that you can hear the callers. So if you want to hear the callers and you're on Facebook Live, you will also need to have the radio feed from the Internet as well. Just reminding you of that. 
Some of the things that uh, that our, our Facebook callers, our, our Facebook live friends were mentioning along the way is uh, a, a curiosity, Rick, and that is across the, across the state of New Jersey, liquor stores are considered to be essential businesses. And again, we, you know, we talked a little bit before about the gun stores. Guns and ammo stores considered to be unessential, therefore they are mandated to be closed, but liquor stores... Well, he, mandated to be open. I think the governor. I think the governor wants us all drunk and stupid so that we can't pay attention to his shenanigans. I I can't quite figure out why. One of our Facebook Live folk uh, mentioned that our our good senator Mike Testa is is lobbying very hard to get the gun and ammo stores open in New Jersey. I think it's an egregious mistake by the governor, and I and I don't think it's un, it's unintentional. I think our governor hates guns. Hates the Second Amendment, hates gun owners, basically thinks that guns are the problem, as opposed to criminals being the problem, and and therefore guns and a gun and ammo stores should be considered unessential stores and unessential businesses, as people are no longer allowed to defend themselves while these liberal Democrat politicians continue to empty their prisons. Well, if you look at it, it's really any liberal Democratic governor feels that way. Yes. That, that the gun kills the people. And I got a dear friend of mine that is a staunch liberal, and he came into my office several years ago when I did his taxes back in uh, 2018, the, or 17 actually, and I put the stapler down in front of him. And I said to him, this is my 9 millimeter that I own legally. I own it, so it could be in the office with me, and the safety lock is off. And this gun's going to sit here the whole entire time we do the tax return. And then we'll talk. So as we do the tax return and everything, the stapler never moves. It never turns around. It doesn't point at him, doesn't point to me or anything. But I kept reminding him, oh, by the way, my gun's still here. And he just kept giving me this stupid look like, I don't get what you're trying to prove to me. I said, in the end, I'll prove my point. So we get everything done. We do the taxes. Everything's all over with. I said, so now... Here's my point. We were here for an hour. The gun was on the table with the safety lock off, fully loaded. Not once did I pick it up and put my finger on the trigger. Not once did you pick it up and put your finger on the trigger. The gun never went off. The gun doesn't kill the people. It's the person that puts his hand on the gun and pulls the trigger. So don't take my Second Amendment rights away from me who law-abiding keeps my guns locked up, they're registered and all that, from me because of stupid people getting guns, and they're the ones that are causing the problem. Till today, he still argues with me. I don't know what your point was with that. And I said, if you can't get the point, <laughs> you can't get the point, then you are a liberal dummy, in my opinion. And that's my opinion. We still have the First Amendment rights that the gun was there, and it never shot nobody. For some, for the gun to shoot well, somebody. Well, liberals, liberals, and and leftists. I have many liberal friends. I have no leftist friends, as I always like to say. I, I, leftists are essentially the bane of society. I do have many liberal friends who are very well intentioned, but leftists love to legislate against inanimate objects, as though inanimate objects themselves are a problem. Guns, statues, words. These are inanimate objects that they, they, in and of themselves, 
can't cause any harm to any individual. No. Our phone number is 609-593-9654, Please call in. I have yet to hear from someone who can tell me one positive thing that's happened in their life as a result of being locked in the house in house arrest. Governor Murphy is going to hand out the ankle bracelets any day. I, I, I expect mine to come via UPS. UPS is still considered essential. So they will be delivering our ankle bracelets to our state residents any day. All right, folks. Uh, again, we're talking the, the coronavirus as the subject of the night. Uh, it'll probably be the subject of the night for the next few programs. Uh, kind of what's kind of been put on the sidelines as a result of this is the Democrat primary. We are down to two candidates, two old white guys, a billionaire and a millionaire. Uh, you know, the party of diversity ends up with two old white guys. That in and of itself is a bit ironic. But we do have we do have a Democrat primary, which is still going on. Uh, Joe Biden is no longer interested in debating, not that he was very good at it. Uh, Joe Biden, I saw Joe Biden the other day, I don't know if you saw this, Rick, but Joe Biden put out a video from his basement uh, in which he uttered a bunch of incoherent sentences. He, he, he came out with something, we have to take care of the cure or some nonsense like that. We have a caller. Please state your first name and where you're calling from. All right, Mark from Mantua Township. Mark from Mantua. Good evening, Mark. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was calling in to tell you a good positive thing from being locked in. Uh-huh. Watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> what are you what are you binge watching, Mark? Well, right now I'm watching the Tiger King. Uh, I've heard good things about that show. I haven't. I haven't. Wa- I'm going to have to watch it. If you're going to highly recommend it, I will make a point of watching I, it. I Tell me a little it, bit it, about it, it, though. It's a, it's interesting. I guess the uh, somewhere down south, these people have their own private zoos. I guess is the best way to say it. But um, private. They zoos. have a lot of tigers and lions, uh-huh. and uh, not knowing too much about PETA and activists in that area but i guess the the activists find it's a problem because uh these cats could you know they're exploiting cats uh-huh. like lions and stuff okay so that's kind of the premise and uh there's another lady that runs a rescue center and, and they're kind of in fights with these people at their private zoos and uh so i haven't gotten the part but i think apparently I don't know if the rescue lady gets murdered or there's a hit on her, but that's kind of what it is. It's quite quite a fascinating thing. And and the characters, I must say, they're real life characters. It's a documentary, but they're they're quite interesting. So you so you would recommend this program? So far, I mean, you give it a thumbs up. Episode one, I would say a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh huh. And they're one-hour shows. This, I guess, I presume this is season yeah. one, since I've never heard of this show before the before yeah, this the last is few days. One. Okay. And I mean, not not to make a spoiler alert, but it, you know, kind of brings it up front. The the one guy is in jail. So I, again, I don't know if the lady got killed or is or going to get killed. So 
but I haven't gotten that. But okay. it's quite fascinating how brazen they are around these big lions and cats. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you know what? I mean, I've been at, at night. I've been watching different shows. I've been at, on Amazon. I've been watching this show called The Hunters uh, with Al Pacino. That, that was pretty good. Uh, was, that had a good twist. That was yeah, good it's a, it's interesting. It's you know, it gets a little corny once in a while, which kind of turns me off. Uh, yeah. And I've been hitting and missing with different shows since since the shut in. Uh, but nothing's grabbing me. Nothing. I'm not finding anything that's grabbing me, Mark. So I'm going to have to give well, this one. I'm going to have to give this one a yeah. try. Regarding the hunters, did, you got to wait till the, the end is pretty fat. You haven't gone through the whole thing. I yet. have not. I'm on episode four of the hunters right now. Okay. So so really, the the end is a big twist. Uh huh. That's all I'll tell you. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to, I'll I'll have to, I'm going to keep, I mean, I'm going to stick with the hunters for now. Al Pacino is, Al Pacino is always good. He's always my, probably my favorite actor of all time. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to continue with the show. I'm going to stick it out and we'll see what happens, but I'm also going to, what's What's the name of this show again, Mark? This is called the Tiger King. Tiger King. I'm going to have to give the Tiger King a try. Okay, I am not endorsing the Tiger King, but I am. Yeah. I am I going mean, to give. I am going to give it a try. Was, <laughs> the first episode kept me kept me interested enough to watch the second episode. I gotcha, I gotcha. But again, maybe it's just because I'm a shut in and have nothing else better to do. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much all of us here in the state of New Jersey. Other other than those that work in the essential businesses, such as such yeah. as liquor stores, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Those of us those of us considered unessential can sit home. Let me remind my Facebook Live watchers, and we have quite a lot, okay? You cannot hear the callers on Facebook Live. If you want to watch on Facebook Live, we, we are very happy, and, and, always, and I read your comments as they're flying by. But if you want to hear the callers, you also have to tune into the radio stream, www.wnjhradio.com. It's the only way you'll be able to hear the callers. Callers are piped in through the radio system, and they are only able uh, to be heard on the live stream. We need to take a commercial break, and we will be right back to close out the program. See you on the flip side. This is an American Red Cross blood donation alert. We're currently facing a severe blood shortage. Healthy blood and platelet donors are asked to give now. Donating blood is safe and can help save lives. Please schedule an appointment by calling 1-800-RED-CROSS today. Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way. Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest. It's the most powerful magic there is. Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure. (laughs) So grab your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. My teacher said that we should have a plan in case of an emergency. Do we have one? First thing I'm going to do is grab a flashlight with dead batteries. I'm going to start randomly throwing clothes in the bag. You two will be hiding in the closet and Dad won't be able to find you. And that's when we both start crying. Uncontrollably. Can you pass the cutlets? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. 
Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Welcome back to our program tonight. We're having a lot of fun tonight. We're talking politics. We're talking coronavirus. We're talking Tiger King. We're talking all kinds of stuff tonight. We're not talking any sports because there's no sports going on. Not that, not that this is a sports program, Rick, but if there were, I probably would mention something. We have a caller. Well, before we go to the caller, I am going to mention something. Reading all your fans here, I know it's one fan in particular had to say, go Yankees. So that's a demerit to you because this is not a sports talk show. Well, it's, there's no such thing as a demerit yes. to me. Put the caller on the line. <laughs> the caller is on Mr. the line. Mr. Engineer, welcome. Please give your first name and where you're calling from. It's uh, Mike from Hamilton. Mike from Hamilton. Oh, How are you, please, Mike? not you again. How are you, Mike? A pleasure to hear from you. A, a faithful, hey, a faithful listener. A faithful listener. We love faithful I'm, listeners. I'm very happy that you guys started a Hamilton radio station again. It was desperately needed. Well, thank you, Mike. We appreciate that. But I, I wanted to go over my pet peeve with the state of New Jersey. Just one. You, you just have one pet peeve. I have. I have dozens. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you. I'll let you give us your pet peeves. I, I, I guess. I guess I have dozens too. But I'm going to go over this one. Why does the government need to subsidize these professional sports stadiums? I mean, Jeff Lurie bought the Eagles for a couple hundred million, mm-hmm. and now he's worth like two point four billion. Yes. Why would a state need to spend that money on a non-essential thing like pro sports? Because they're all sitting home right now. Mm-hmm. They're all non-essential. Yes. And we got our poor nurses, our doctors. They're looking for basic material, and we don't have any American manufacturing capability to make masks, to make up. Uh, uh, PPE equipment, the gowns they need. I, I really think America needs a wake-up call, and, and we have to bring back some capacity with American manufacturing. And that, if I, I'm not mentioning medicine and penicillin. It's really, it does really aggravate me in a crisis like this that we're under now. I, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, we talked earlier about about the need to bring manufacturing, especially of especially of essential good and services back to the U.S. We cannot be dependent on countries who do not like us for essential goods and services, especially in the healthcare industry. It is, it is absurd and reprehensible that our leadership has led us down this way. But your first point regarding stadiums, this is a, this is a relatively new, new thing it's, that's happened in the world of sports where municipalities build the stadiums for owners. This wasn't like that in the early 20th century into the 50s and 60s. Owners would build their own stadiums. But I I don't recall which owner it was somewhere along the way, and I believe it was football, but I may be wrong. But uh, basically the the owners started holding the cities hostages by saying, if you don't build us a stadium, we're going to take our team and leave. And a bunch of them did. I think I think the Baltimore Colts might have been one of the first franchises, and I forget the name of the owner there, Mike, but uh, he was the, one of the first ones that packed up all his his stuff overnight and took the team elsewhere. And I think ever since then, these owners have been getting away with this. One of my favorite owners of all time, and I have a, and I have two or three of them, but one of my favorite owners of all time is Ed Snyder, 
the owner, the owner and, and founder of the Philadelphia Flyers back in 1967 and was the, the sole owner of the team until he passed away a few years ago, a couple of years ago. But Snyder built the Spectrum, the original hockey rink that the Flyers played in, and, and Snyder built it by going around begging for money, private, private funding and, and partnerships, and he built the, the arena himself. Snyder never, Snyder never begged for public funding, never held the city hostage or anything like that. This is, a, this is a relatively new development where these owners have been able to get away with murder by holding the municipalities hostage, saying, hey, if you don't build us a beautiful brand-new stadium where we're going to make the entire revenue, we're just going to leave. Well, it, it, just, it, it shows in a critical time like this because – we really we've lived a charmed life the last fifty years in the USA, but our politicians and the strong arm bullying of these owners. I mean, it's really not right. I mean, I hope our legislators that are, I guess they're sleeping right now. Although I do like that Senator Testa, you know, you know, he he spoke out against the guns. Yes, he did. Closing. Yes, he did. But. We, we can't have that. 80 thumb suckers in Trenton just sitting there doing whatever the ball, you know, you're elected for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't have a dictator, a governor that just gives mandates. I know this is an emergency and we all should stay put, but I, I hope. But for how long? For how smarter. long? For how long? How long? How long before we hear from legislators that say, hey, let's have some hearings about this and how long no, we I, want to keep the state of New Jersey shuttered and out of business? Because no, we I, need to I be, we need to. With, yeah, go ahead. Timeline. What's the timeline? Yes. You know, and then, and then, and then, well, the people get so excited. Oh, if we lose one life, we should all sit at home for two years, and you know, we need some leadership. You know, the, the you know, scaring the people to death, you know, is not the way to go. No, but it's hopefully, not. we all get smarter by it. Well, I think I think the politicians and the media have done an outstanding job of basically panicking the population into submission, and I think and I think if you talk to nine out of ten folks out there, they're scared, and they're scared yeah. because they've been they've been essentially cowed into being scared by our by our leadership and the media. This is this is this is a tragedy. Oh, it, but, and we know, we acknowledge that. This is a this is a terrible disease that's ravaging our country, but, but again, you know there has to be a check and balance somewhere. What is the cost versus the benefit? The president put it. The president, in my mind, put it succinctly and beautifully and simply as he always does, which is you cannot have the cure be worse than the problem. And right now, the cure is if this continues, it will bankrupt America. You will you will yeah. continue to see one business after another close and shutter their doors. The other night I was watching, I forget what program, but Wolfgang Puck was on. And Wolfgang Puck said something that was that, that I didn't know. I always learned something. And basically he said that the restaurant business is the largest private sector employer in the United States. Restaurant business employs more people than any other industry in America. And right now, the restaurant business is defunct. It is basically shut down. The, the, the walk-in, take-out business is a, a, a tiny fraction of the business that yeah. these folks could be doing. And we, and we all know a little bit. I mean, many of us worked somewhere along the way in the restaurant business before we went on to our, you know, our, our careers. And we know that the restaurant business is an industry that works on a very close margin. 
So so well, being shut down for weeks at a time, you're 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 going to see many of these businesses shut their doors forever, which is which is you, which is well, a tragedy. The part is how, how the Americans pull together. Like all the construction guys are turning over their masks to the hospitals. Yes, that's a very that's very great because America, you know, rises up in a time of crisis. But if we don't hold our politicians' feet to the fire to get some American-made American manufacturing capacity, we're, we're, we're I fear for where we're. Going. So I hope the people wake up. The sports are nice, mm-hmm. but they can, you know. We don't. They don't need our public money. We don't need to finance a casino. That's not an essential service of right. uh, of Trenton. You're right. So hopefully right. they wake up. But no, but, good job. I love the show and uh, Hamilton Radio back. Hey, on, Mike. Uh, thank you for your call. We appreciate it, Mike. Just before and you, go Phillies. Yes, go Phillies. thank you, thank you, Mike. I was going to ask you to chime that in. Thank you. All right. Um, some of your Facebook friends here uh, are debating now. So since we have a few minutes, uh, they are saying that the Brooklyn Dodgers were the very first one to start the move. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? Well, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers weren't the first ones to move. They were the Brooklyn Dodgers and New York Giants moved to California because there was no sports franchises in California. But they didn't move because be, – because the owners weren't building them a stadium. They had stadiums. Okay. Sports franchises have been moving since sports franchises started in the 19th century. Okay. But the holding the city hostage for a stadium and, and threatening to leave if a stadium is not built, that started in the 80s. Yes. That, did, that did not start with the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's very true. And, and one of the reasons why I jumped off the Philadelphia Eagles bandwagon was because of Norman Brayman, because he threatened the city of Philadelphia. But we'll end the talk show. We'll do that another night with sports. Um, you got about uh, 10 minutes left in your show. 609-593-9654 is our phone number. 609-593-9654. You can call in on any of the topics we've been discussing tonight. You can also call in and tell us one thing that you have found to be a positive during your shut-in time, we heard from Mark from Mantua who talked about the Tiger King and how he's been binge-watching the Tiger King. So I'm, I'm always interested to hear what other types of things folks have been doing while they're, they've been shut in. I've been doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that during the day, uh, but mostly I've been taking naps in the morning and the afternoon, Rick. <laughs> trying to get a little exercise here and there and actually do some work too since since i am working from home so a little bit of this and that uh, right. and violating the governor's orders whenever possible by the way i believe you're doing work from home uh but the sleep and the nap is definitely not helping your looks so just my my looks just my, keep going back to your normal routine. Just just for the record, my looks don't need any help from you or anybody yeah, else. Okay, all right. You, yeah. there, our number six zero nine five nine three nine six five four. Some of the folks on Facebook Live have commented about Joe Biden and Joe Biden's um, sort of haphazard performances on these on these videos he's been putting out from his mom's basement. Um, remarkably incoherent, um, and and I think he embarrasses himself. I think the Democrat Party at this point basically wants to do away with debates, and the base, the best thing they could do is just put Joe in the closet until November and, and give him as little exposure as possible. 
Uh, he is. Uh, he is. I mean, I, I hate. I hate to give medical diagnosis, especially over the radio. I am. I, I am a doctor, but I'm not a medical doctor, even though sometimes I act like one. But uh, the man. The man is not well. He is not at the top of his game. Probably hasn't been at the top of his game for the last ten or fifteen years. So he is. He is a very, very poor representative of the Democrat Party as far as their. Uh, as far as their presidential hopes are concerned, um, I, I think our president, Donald J. Trump, is doing an outstanding job. Um, I, for those of you who've been watching him on his daily briefings, I think, I think he, he's excelling in these, in these daily briefings. His, his leadership skills continue to move him forward. Uh, he's remarkably calm. He's on the top of his game. And uh, and it shows the approval rating of, of 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 his handling of the crisis continues to increase. The last time I saw published ratings, Gallup polling, another polling, uh, he's he's at sixty percent or more in in his approval rating. I don't think that there is any threat to his reelection at this point. I think the only way that that his reelection doesn't happen is if the economy just totally crashes and destroys uh, any any belief in America. Uh, and at that point, our problems would be much greater than President Trump's reelection. But I fully believe that we're going to come out of this well, well in advance of November, and uh, the president will will be looked at for his his stellar performance in leading us out of this crisis. I think he's done an outstanding job. Those of us who've watched, and I'm I'm an avid watcher of the daily briefings. Uh, the the two MDs, uh, Dr. Burks. And uh, what, what's the name of the other doctor, the short little guy? Do you remember, Rick? No, I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, they're, they're both outstanding. Um, again, they're calm. They, they give facts. Uh, they, they do a great, great job. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, really positive what's going on here. I, I give big, big kudos to the president in regards to his handling of the situation. And uh, I also give tremendous props to the president and continuing to reiterate, despite the criticism from the left, continue to re reiterate that America is a country of workers. America is a country of industrious people who want to be put back to work. They don't want handouts. These handouts that we're doing right now are, are very well deserved by these folks in a time of, of need. But most of these people do not want handouts. They want to return to work. And I give tremendous credit to the president for continuing to emphasize this. That is leadership. That is leadership. It's not the leadership we're getting locally with our own governor who has made no mention whatsoever of getting folks back to work in the state of New Jersey. I have yet to hear anything come out of Trenton in that regard. All I hear come out of Trenton is lectures and threats. That's all we get from Governor Murphy, nothing else. Lectures and threats. No plan. Nothing. Nothing by way of timelines, as has been mentioned tonight by a bunch of our callers. It is, it, is, it is reprehensible. It is a significant, blatant lack of leadership that we're getting in our state, Rick. I, I listened to his press conference on Saturday. Dr. Fauci, thank you, Luce. Luce. Lucy. Uh, thank I, you. I had the honor of broadcasting the president's uh, uh, update first, thanks to Fox News. And then we broadcast the governor's uh, uh, update afterwards. He uh, deliberately delayed his speech until the president had done talking, so that was very nice of him. 
but he absolutely made it known at the end before he brought up the uh, the colonel or whatever his rank was from the state police department that this is a indefinite shutdown. So basically, the governor told all the mom and pops that are what the backbone of this country is. Nothing against the big box stores. Yes, they do employ a lot of people also. But the mom and pops, like the stores in Hamilton, where our radio station is located, um, are shutting down because they cannot keep opening just to do takeouts. Of course not. They have bills. Of course not. They have bills to they're pay. Not, they're not built for takeout. Right. The, those restaurants with significant square footage are built to, for sit-in dining. And and the you know takeout they're they're going to do a fraction of the business they yes. would normally do if that right you know and 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 many of us who believe in this town are trying to 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 patronize a lot of these restaurants yes, with, with takeout business as much as possible I know I am and I know many friends are but the fact of the matter is it is a fraction of the business that they would normally do right. they they need to be able to open. Uh, I, I've been in conversations with folks who've made some excellent suggestions in this regard. Phase them in. Yes. Limit the number of folks that can sit in into yes. in, in yes. room dining. That was the question. Use use metrics. Right. Use use the square footage of the restaurant to right. to, to determine what is an appropriate number of people allowed to be there. Right. I think I think the president has alluded to this many times over the last few days in regards to the reopening of America. We can reopen in a common sense and sensible way, and I think that's what we need to do. Well, go to Wawa. Wawa has tape, if you haven't noticed it yet, yeah. on the floor where the Walgreens. Stand. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the walk-in There's, stores are right, doing that, doing the, that. The, the social distancing right. concept. And on his, live, on his YouTube live feed, a gentleman just suggested uh, while I was watching it what you said – the restaurants can actually do it strictly by reservations. Sure. They can separate the tables. Sure. Maybe instead of having 100 tables for the night, they only have 75. And again, some kind of metric based right. based on factual data. That is square footage, number of space, etc. Keep tables separated. Right. There, There is absolutely no reason why this stuff can't be begin, begun to phase in. And this is... And we need to hear from our legislators on this. And this and, need this needs this is leadership. This is what, how leadership works. Plan, get the people get the people information about how this can be phased in. And coming from a county background, I could tell you the number one collection of sales tax in this state in the last ten de- not the last ten decades, the last ten years, thanks to the millenniums. It's been the food industry. Of course. So the governor has to be talking to his secretary of the treasurer and going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. If he's not smart enough to see the decrease in sales tax that pays for the seniors program and whatever else the governor uses it for. Oh, they'll, uh, they'll start to see that over the months. Right. If this, if this continues. We'll see it, a, there, a sales tax increase. A significant mm-hmm. decrease in revenue from sales tax, right. but, also, but also from taxes in general. If people aren't working, they're not paying taxes. Right. Right, absolutely. Um, but that's the, again. I, I totally agree. We need to watch what we're doing. I'm one of the people like you. I am going out. I am still doing what I need to do. Uh, I can stay coop up in my house over the weekend, and that's about it. Come Monday, I need to get out and um, just to um, not to take up all your time here, Doc. But my local doctor called me and asked how I was feeling because I called him uh, while this all came out, and I 
told him I thought I had it. And he goes, no, you don't. So he just called and asked how I was doing. And he goes, I know they're telling you to stay indoors. Don't stay indoors the whole entire day. Because if you got a smart house, that house is built so strong that you're not getting fresh air in. Of course. So you're just... Thank uh, God we've had good weather. Right. You're just putting the sneeze or back in the air, and somebody else may get it who may be in your house. Mm-hmm. So he says you've got to go outside, and you've got to get fresh air in your lungs and and everything. And and anybody knows me well enough, I am not a, a fan of our governor. Uh, I am a – I won't go there. Um, to, the, to me, he is trying to do everything he can to make this, as I've been saying it for the last several years, a communist state – and and just get control. I mean, just like you're violating my Second Amendment rights. Thank God I have enough ammunition. Rick, many of our many of our Facebook many of our Facebook live friends are, are reiterating the point that essentially the American left doesn't want the country back to work. No, and they are hoping that the economy fails. And and I w- I would hate to think that's true, but I think there are certain elements out there who do not want America to succeed who do want this to continue and who do want this to collapse our economy, primarily folks that are, that are anti our president and think that this will be what sinks them. Obviously, they couldn't sink him with Russia. They couldn't sink him with emoluments. They couldn't sink him with impeachment. Trump's greatest accomplishment in his first term has been the incredible turnaround of a booming economy. Our economy prior to this nonsense was the greatest economy in the world and, and, and had significantly improved over the last 50 years. And this is his single greatest accomplishment of his presidency. So obviously a collapsed economy would, would totally fail. His, it w- would consider his, his first term to be a total failure. And it, is, and it is sad that there are many leftists out there, and many of them have, have openly said it, Bill Maher being one, as, as Neil uh, on Facebook Live just mentioned, Bill Maher has mentioned that more than once, that we want a recession because it'll sink President Trump. If you notice, the people that say this are always millionaires that are well off. They couldn't care less that a recession will damage the lives of many, many millions of Americans. You know, just because they don't like the president would love to see him out of office. It's, it's rather despicable, and these individuals are anti-American and deserve the worst things in life. Well, we've had a terrific show tonight. I thank all of you that have tuned in and listened and called. Um, we really, really appreciate our response. We have a we we topped. I wanted to top our listenership from last week, and we certainly have. So thank you again, and we'll see you next week on the Voice of Freedom. Join us again next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Dr. Otto Hernandez. WNGH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself, but we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts.